0: you're listening to the dad whisperer podcast with dr michelle watson canfield the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation now here is your host Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, and I'm so excited that you're joining me here again today, especially if you're a dad who wants to learn more effective ways to dial into your daughter's heart space. Well, you know the grid that marks our conversation and guides it every week, which is simply on your mark, get set, go. So dad, envision yourself standing side by side with other dads getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme, get set, filling it in with stories and stats, and go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today on the show, I have a guest coach joining me named Lori Wildenberg. Lori's passionate about helping families build connections that last a lifetime, and you will see that she is not afraid to address the hard to talk about topics, which is why I invited her here today to really shed light on so many messy and complex dynamics that happen with daughters. Just to show you what I'm talking about, I want to tell you three of the titles of her books because they're awesome. One of them is Messy Hope. Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation. Hello, she's talking about the work that I do in the trenches all the time, day in and day out with that title. And her second book that I love, the title of Messy Journey, How Grace and Truth Offer the Prodigal a Way Home. And that today will be a lot of the focus of our conversation. Her third book that I love this title, The Messy Life of Parenting, Powerful and Practical Ways to Strengthen Family Connections. So I encourage you... Find a way to get those books at any bookstore online. You can download them, I'm sure, in in a Kindle form where you will get practical advice, practical wisdom from Lori to you. Lori's married to her husband, Tom, and is both a girl mom and a boy mom, to kids who are now all adults and who have made her a proud grandma. She heralds from Denver, Colorado, is excited to be here at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention with me. Welcome, Lori Wildenberg.
2: I'm so happy to be with you, Dr. Michelle. This is really exciting. Well, we've had fun planning and preparing for this. (laughs) Yes, we have. And we've discovered we have the same heart. We really
1: do. So I'm so looking forward to what you have have to share today. Well, today the title that I came up with for On Your Mark is Five Better Ways to Have the Messy Conversation with Your Daughter About Gender Identity. Mm -hmm. And you have written some things. In fact, I loved the fact that as you and I prepared, we both told each other that we had written articles for Focus on the Family on helping parents. Mine was more for dads. Yours is a guide even for moms on how to talk about the messy Dynamics around gender identity, sexual orientation, and, you know, there aren't a lot of courageous ones stepping into this space, which is why I wanted to invite you here today, because you've walked your talk, you've lived this, right? You're not just preaching or or talking at parents. You're talking with them from within this whole dynamic. Well, forget that, I want to I want to read a quote that I love that you that you said, which is as parents we long for our kids to have family relationships that last a lifetime. But how do we create an atmosphere for connection while living in the messy space, being on this messy journey with them? It really is a journey, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's my about gosh. the journey, not the destination. We want it to outcome. be about the outcome and the destination. We want it to be yes. about the outcome and the destination because that is. You want things fixed. Come I mean, on. That's what you want. You want that outcome. But there's a lot that God has to teach us in the journey.
1: Yeah, between yes. here and there.
2: Yes. Right? So, yes, it is about the journey, even though we just want the outcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and when you say it we is, just want to fix it, you are speaking to men who say, yes, yes we want that totally. for sure. Yes, Okay. 100%. Well, how about if we just begin then? With you telling the story, the backstory to what gave you an interest to addressing this whole
2: topic of gender identity, so God, what I've realized is God always has me live something first before I speak on something, and I guess I maybe wouldn't have picked this particular topic to live through, but He has been using us through our through our daughter, really she has struggled with gender identity since she has been very young
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and how old is she now she's 35 okay now. and she has struggled with that i would say since being a toddler right so over 3
1: decades you've yes. been walking this out now with her. a lot
2: of the parents that i work with they have there's this rapid onset of gender identity disorder and that is something that's occurring in young adults today, where they watch something, especially the girls, they're watching something on social media, and all of a sudden they're questioning, you know, what gender am I, as Mm -hmm. if it's something to question. So because of her journey and her struggle, I am drawn to this particular topic.
1: Okay, so you've been dealing with this since your daughter, and I say dealing with this, that might not be the most tender way to say it, but as you look back over this journey, Lori, I just want to hear some of the things you've learned in the trenches, some of the things maybe that you even wish you would have done different, and some things you're like, God gave me the wisdom and the grace at the time to really partner with my daughter in the way she needed.
2: Yes, so we started noticing, particularly I started noticing, that she was very interested in male things. So just as a backstory, we adopted Courtney and I think that's one of the cogs in the wheel. Not the adoption, so to speak, but the abandonment. Uh-huh. And everyone who's, who participates in an adoption has a voice with the exception of the adoptee. hmm And there are a lot of kids who are adopted that struggle with the idea of control. hmm And I think in Courtney's mind, somehow she felt like men had more power and more control. And so she gravitated toward that. She also was speech and language delayed. And she had trouble connecting with the little girls. Because of that, the little girls were verbal. And then as far as the the little boys, they weren't as verbal, and they just wanted to play basketball, and she connected with them. And basketball was her thing, and she could do it well. So she fit in with them. So there was some, some things like that that were mm-hmm. going on that I noticed were particularly important. And I did pray against this. And I have to say, I felt a little ripped off because I thought, mm-hmm. Lord, you showed this to me, and I've been praying about this, and we're still struggling in this way. And what I realized, it took me a number of years to figure it out, but I thought with me praying about it, that would fix everything, that that would be the thing that got fixed. And was your husband with you in that? Oh yeah, he was. He was praying along with me regarding that. I don't know that he felt as alarmed about it, because, you know, she liked to do stuff he liked to do, so they really connected, as they should, as they should connect, But it was just looking back, I realized that God needed to prepare me for when Mm -hmm. this all came to fruition so I would handle it well. So I needed a lot of years of preparation, I guess, Mm -hmm. so that I would be able to manage things better when she started to be forthcoming with her same-sex attraction and her gender identity. Uh Uh-huh. So- um, And did your
1: husband stay in that with you, or did he more defer to you, or did he talk with Courtney a lot through this process?
2: As far as the talking with Courtney, we both felt, and we discussed this, we both felt that that was a conversation that might be better coming from mom to daughter. Uh Uh-huh. But we might have made a mistake, because as I've researched and read some of your things, men cast a vision- for the family. Yeah. And, and that, that is something that I wish we had done differently. Mm. That he, you know, we were so concerned that Courtney would, I don't know, she was more connected to me regarding the emotional things. And, and that's a good thing for a mom and a daughter. Right. But a dad casts the vision. And, and I think because of that, we, we made a big misstep. I appreciate you
1: even saying that because you don't have a playbook for this. You're learning "quote unquote" on the job,
2: and yeah. And And if so, for the dads to be able to say, "I can see you," you know, with your family and you know, raising kids and being a mom. Yeah, these dads cast a vision. Yes, and
1: and a a lot of that identity
2: verbalized. Yes,
1: and a lot of that identity of who we are. You know we have the same last name as our dad, and and so that's where you and I do both agree yes. is that we want to see dads step into this space yeah. and have conversations more yeah. more actively with their daughters who are confused more yes. and more about their identity because they're getting messages mm-hmm. right from not only sometimes within them like going why do I not like being a girl or but right. they're getting messages from without and so dad if you're listening go to my website drmichellewatson.com I have a free resource there it's just how to talk to your daughter about gender identity, same sex attraction, sexual orientation, so that you don't have to stay out of the conversation. And then sometimes it's so heavy for mom to carry that alone.
2: It's so important for dad to speak about this. Now we've learned and Tom does say, you know, not a lot. He does say a few things here and there, but now here she is in her mid Uh thirties. And so the opportunity to have those conversations, first off, is somewhat limited. And also, it's not necessarily welcomed. She's an adult, and she's making some decisions. But what we do do is we do try to reinforce, and and Tom's very good at this, her femininity, small things like him opening the car door for her. Uh Uh-huh. And she's okay with that? Oh, yeah.
1: Coming from dad.
2: Yes, of course. You know, dad taking care of her. And That's huge. So, you know, he'll open the car door for her. Just those are small things, but they're significant. Do they spend one-on-one
1: time together? So he'll like take her on a date, if you will. Mm -hmm. Dad, daughter date. So they're together a lot. So that relationship between them has stayed intact.
2: Yes. Through all of these processes. Yeah. And sometimes it's kind of hard. I mean... And, and Courtney is not going to feel bad about me saying this, because this is something that she and I have spoken together on, and everything that I say in this conversation yeah. has been pre-approved by her. Okay. So I'm not talking behind her back.
1: Right. But Which I appreciate.
2: She, you know, she knows that this is something we don't desire this for her, mm-hmm. and that she has wrestled with this sort of stuff, and We do talk about it with her. So and there are times when you're out and about when your daughter's dressed more in a masculine way and has a more masculine Uh haircut. That's hard. And people will say, Excuse me, sir. And I can my heart drops Uh to the floor every time I hear that. Yeah. And and I'll say, Well, how do you feel about that when someone says, Excuse me, sir? And she said, Mom, they're just trying to be polite. So she always has such a sweet way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, you know, she is presenting in that way. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you feel uncomfortable or, yeah. and I hate to admit it, sometimes a little embarrassed. And you, you don't want that. You don't want to feel like that. But and you don't want to project
1: it onto no, them. no. So I think what I appreciate is you are admitting that this is a messy journey for you. It's it's a messy journey for your daughter. It's a messy journey for you, for your husband. And there isn't a quick fix. I would love you next, Lori, if you could, to read what Courtney gave you permission to print. This was in your Focus on the Family article on this. And it's so profound because this is the voice of perhaps Courtney's representing your daughter. If you have a daughter who's confused, here's her wisdom that she wanted to share, right? Yes. With with yes. readers.
2: Yes. I was nervous to write this article, right? Yeah. Because it's it's personal, but yes. it's also something that the Lord can use. And I, I asked her permission before I went yes. ahead and wrote it. And then I asked her if she'd be okay with her putting her voice in it. And she said, okay, mom. I love it. So, okay, so dad, here's here to go. you from yes. Courtney. This is her advice. Yes. My advice would be to love them. Support them, but not go against your beliefs and convictions with God. Not to scare them away, to allow them to express themselves in a healthy way. Keep on reminding them they are a child of God. Mm. Never give up on your child or your children. You may not agree, but I urge you to respect them. Just be patient with them. Don't be mad or frustrated. Let them come to you. Mm. Don't nitpick on their lives. (laughs) I know where that comes from. (laughs) Don't nitpick on their lives. That would only create, create a wedge between you. As far as them wanting surgery or hormones or both, do not under any circumstances freak out, get in a rage, or anything like that. Sit down with them and let them talk. For me, years ago, I said I wasn't going under the knife. Has that changed for me? Maybe. But that is something now, as an adult, I know I need to take it to God, and he and I will have that chat. Wow. Well, I'll
1: let that sit there. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Lori Wildenberg and I will continue the conversation as she gives you dads five specific ways that you can stay connected with your
3: daughter through the confusion of gender identity. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now back to the Dad Whisperer podcast.
1: Welcome back. I'm here today with parenting expert and author Lori Wildenberg. We're focusing on the beautiful title of one of her books, which is just messy journey. Don't you love that? Because who of us isn't in a messy journey, right? As a parent. And then The subtitle of her book, How Grace and Truth Offer the Prodigal a Way Home. So, Lori, you have five creative ways that you've talked. I'm calling them better ways, right, for a dad to enter this messy conversation with his daughter about gender identity. What's number one?
2: Yeah, the first thing that I would recommend is to dialogue and not to debate. And sometimes, Mm. you know, I I know that my husband is more comfortable with that debate mode, right? But that will totally turn a person away. Yeah. So either they're going to fight you or they're going to ignore you. They will do one of the two, but they're not going to listen. And it, sometimes they're going to dig in a little bit more. Yeah. To listen rather than lecture. That's number two. Number two. Yep. Number two. Listen rather than lecture. And again, I think perhaps, you know, dads have a lot of wisdom, Right. Right. And they want to get their point across. And sometimes you feel like, well, here's my opportunity to say something. We've got five minutes together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right? But really to listen. And, you know, you've got those wonderful talking points, those conversations Mm -hmm. where, conversation starters, where they can really take a peek at those and pick out the things that they can talk yeah. about. I think those are super helpful. So you should I put that, that article on your website. Yes, for people I have it there. See. Okay, yes, there. Okay, Yes, it's there. Number
1: three, what's the next better way a dad
2: can have this conversation with his daughter? To affirm them rather than argue. Ah. Affirm the things that you can affirm. And there are probably a lot. If you look for them. Yes. Rather than argue, we, we tend to want to fix that thing. And we've got to say, okay, this is the journey. This is Mm. the messy journey. And that's how we're going to get through that.
1: You know why I'm so glad you brought that one up, Lori, is that sometimes when any parent is having a problem with one thing, that becomes the looming big elephant in the living room. Yes. And it's easy to forget all the positives. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're saying, yeah, affirm, affirm, affirm,
2: rather than argue. There is a lot to affirm. And
1: she needs to hear that. Yes, Through all the confusion, you can be that light of truth. The light that beckons her, you know, through the darkness... Into, into, I would say, a lighter place, even if she doesn't change or come to your side or your way of thinking, still she
2: knows that you are that loving voice, that loving light in her life. It builds the bridge.
1: It builds the bridge. And we
2: need to build the bridge. Mm-hmm. And we need to affirm our kids. And when it comes from dad, it's huge. You're right. That affirmation mm-hmm. from dad is huge. Number four. All right. Number four, connect through kindness. Mm-hmm. All right, we want to be kind. So if there is a way to correct rather than criticize, do it in a way that demonstrates some kindness. Mm-hmm. And to be to be gentle, right? The Lord is gentle with us. Yeah. And kindness is the thing that leads to repentance. So mm-hmm. kindness is the
1: vehicle. You know what? It even reminds me, Lori, when you talk about that, how in Luke 15 it's the story of the, you know, the dad with a prodigal son. Mm-hmm and in 1 verse verse 20 he does five things and the first thing is that he sees his child and then is filled with compassion yes right then runs toward embraces and kisses but that filled with compassion to me is synonymous with kindness mm-hmm. is that you are not going to change your daughter by lecturing like you said or arguing or or giving her Anything other than, I would say, a loving stance that says, I'm going to be here with you through the process, just like our Heavenly Father walks with us through our process. Yeah.
2: And he waited patiently. Yeah. Which is really hard to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so the last way,
1: the fifth better way that a dad can have this conversation, this messy conversation with his daughter about gender identity.
2: Yes, so... So get rid of the stereotypes. So why can't my daughter be powerful and be a woman? Why can't she be as she wants to be in control of some things and still be a woman? Mm -hmm. She can. And we need to get rid of that. You know, it's the idea of being accepting of the tomboy, so to speak. Yeah. Why, why is that not okay? Why can't they be like that? They can. They can be, have what we might consider some masculine qualities and still be a woman. Yes. Why can they not? They Uh can. And, And a dad can affirm that. And then while he's doing that, cast the vision. You are going to be a great mom because you know what you want. And yeah. you know how to get there, and moms need to know this. Yeah, and you use
1: your voice, and you yes, have grit. Cast that and vision, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, come you on. Know? Yeah, we'll repeat the five things just All so right. dads and dads. You know that I weave go steps throughout the entire conversation every time, whether it's me or with a guest. Dad, choose one of these as your go step. Go ahead, All say right, them again. Here we go. One.
2: Dialogue rather than debate. Number two, listen rather than lecture. Number three, affirm rather than argue. Number four, connect through kindness. And then number five, scrap those stereotypes.
1: There you go. Oh, those are so good. You know, I also have appreciated, Lori, how you talk about how, you know, daughters in a place of confusion aren't always in the best place. I mean, it's not like they're in their happy place. Mm Being in a place of confusion is not easy for your daughter. And if you distance dad from her in her confusion, I believe it it in some ways releases her to be more confused and to head toward places other than perhaps what you would want for her. So draw her in, pull her close, find ways to connect with her, even if you're on different pages. What would your husband say to that?
2: He would say, yeah. And he would say, he would wish that we had done that uh. you know that that is the thing you know because i was talking with courtney more about her sexuality and her identity just because we thought it was more comfortable mhm dad's cast the vision yeah and i think that is something that could have been quite helpful. Mm-hmm. He does it now. I was just going to ask you that. Yes. Oh, he so it's never know. too late,
1: dad. It's Enter never in. Too late. If you're listening now and think, okay, my daughter's 35. I should have done this 20 years ago. Start today. Yes. Your daughter will not regret having this conversation with you now. I guarantee it. Because again, in my clinical work, I'm in the throes of these kinds of dynamics with parents and kids. I've had sessions where Mom and dad and adult daughter are all there having that conversation. Sometimes it's her planning a wedding with a woman. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's her saying, I'm, I don't want to be a woman anymore. I want different pronouns. You know, when in your article, where can dads find that article that you wrote?
2: The Focus on the Family article mm-hmm. is found at Focus on the Family, and the title is Help My Child Wants to Be the Opposite Sex. So, Yeah,
1: again, in the trenches with the real complex, messy realities that many parents are experiencing. And what I love about your story, which is why I wanted you to come today, Lori, and share it, is that you do have a strong relationship with your daughter. Yes. Through all this, you have it now. You've had it through this. It hasn't been easy. But I think at the end of the day, it's so important that your daughter's are struggling with gender issues know that they're always loved by you and you think about the fact that you know the sex of children is based on the chromosomes in that dad Mm -hmm. dad when you say cast a vision you know even if your daughter is confused for a season or it's locked in for decades like with Lori's daughter so much of your daughter's self-esteem self-worth identity is rooted in her relationship with you yes so you get to say I love you through this, I will always love you. I'm never going anywhere, and and I love that you've even given dads and moms practical, I, I would say, r- real life suggestions. You've said dads need to understand their own purpose and belief. Mm-hmm. You've you've written that. You've said the ability to give blessing yes is something a dad can do through this, and he needs to model what he lives yes and what he says he believes yeah
2: and. To walk that grace and truth tightrope. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Because you can go all grace or you can go all truth and either one. 100% of both. Yeah. Is, and that's, that's hard to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Is there anything you would encourage a dad not to say?
2: Oh. That would maybe make it worse? You know, I just think anything that has any sort of shaming component to it, mm-hmm. avoid. And, you know... We've done that sometimes, you know, yeah. just in the frustration of it all. But I, I think if you can avoid shaming, that is something that's really huge. And mm-hmm. it, we can affirm our kids, but we don't have to agree with them. Yeah. And they need to understand that acceptance and affirmation yeah. are different from agreement. Yeah. Because... She is created in the Lord's image. She was created a woman. So that is truth to be spoken mm. as well. Yeah. yeah. What would you say to
1: dads whose daughters say, don't call me by my birth name anymore? That's my dead name, as,
2: as they call yes, it. Yes, the dead name. Well, first off, Mark Yarhouse has, has some good good suggestions. He would say that if your child is a believer, then you could probably go either way. You could stick with calling them what they're asking you to call them or to not. But if they are an unbeliever, treat them as an unbeliever and perhaps go for the relationship and maybe go ahead and call them that. Mm-hmm. Out mm-hmm. Other folks and and I believe yeah. God will give you that wisdom. Yeah. So you it's can a, take, talk to the experts, but yeah. I, I think yeah. dads... And moms are the best expert yeah. of their children, yeah. well and I would said. trust that they would yeah. pick up on that.
1: Well, before we wrap up, any words from your heart to those dads listening who are struggling?
2: Yeah, I would just say, gosh, you know, this is a this is a tough road, and I, I'm really sorry you're on it. God is with you. And God is with your kiddo, and his heart is for them to be completely whole too and not to have this fractured. So trust the Lord, keep building a bridge with your kiddo, and know the Lord is with you and you're not alone. And it I and I that. am sorry because yeah. this is this is one of the toughest struggles. Yeah, for sure.
1: Exactly. Well, I end every show with a go step. So I just want to ask you one final question. Lori, if you were to give dads one practical, even a proactive way to take one step towards starting this messy conversation with his daughter?
2: Oh, good question. Her? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> I was ready for oh, it good, too. Good. I would say use your advice. I think it's huh. point number two about asking questions. If we can start these conversations before there's an issue, ah. that's really good. Uh-huh. And one of the questions of your conversation starters that uh-huh. you have to ask is, do you know anyone who is experiencing this? Mm-hmm. It's just like Jesus says to Peter, who do they say I am, right? He starts out bigger yeah, and kind of gets that conversation going and then moves it closer and uh-huh. he says, who do you say I am? Then after you get that conversation uh-huh. started about somebody who is a little bit more out there, a little yes. safer, then that's when you can warm into Are you struggling with this? Oh, I love that. Is this something that I can be praying for you for? Or how can I help you? You know, ask ask the questions. Do the listening. But I love that question of yours because you start big and then Mm -hmm. you work small.
1: And it lets your daughter know the door is always open to have more conversation with you because you started out saying, hey, let's talk. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well Lori Wildenberg, it's been such a joy to have you here today. How can people get a hold of you?
2: They find can you? find me on my website at lauriewildenberg.com and I'll go ahead and spell it for yes. you. L-O-R-I-W-I-L-D-E-N-B-E-R-G dot com. And you can contact me there. You can find my books there, other resources Uh as well. So, Oh, well, thank you for
1: being here. Today on your mark has been five better ways to have the messy conversation with your daughter about gender identity. I've been here with my new friend, Lori Wildenberg. You've gotten lots of practical wisdom and ideas, dads, and pick one of them. Choose one right now that you will put into action as your go step this week. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been an honor to be here with you all. Thank you for listening and telling your friends about the podcast. And I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go dads.
0: Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, Go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. For more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.